The following show contains spoilers for episode 2 of Survivor 44. Hi, um, is, uh, norm normally we, uh, normally tune, like, call calls us in, so I, I, I don't really, I don't uh, really know what to do here. Okay, um, uh, so, welcome to RNG Show! Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Te Hello team. again, Teve. I'm Teve. I'm scared. I don't like this. I I, I don't know. How, I I don't know how to do the show anymore. It, it's all it's all thrown out of whack. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a wild and wacky episode this week. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> so this is an interesting one. Uh, all of my sure. friends are dead. Yes. Push me to the edge, as the kids say. Uh, Soaring and Toon are both getting over a bit of sickness and therefore can't exactly do a show where they talk a lot. It's my birthday today it's on the Teve's day we are recording and they abandoned me. They did leave you on your birthday. That's so messed up. But at least Fred's here. Of course, I would never leave you. So today it's just going to be the two of us running the RNG show. Yeah, talking it'll be, about it'll Survivor. It'll be fun. It'll be controversial. What is it? Will it? It may be. Maybe. Who knows? Ooh, interesting. There's so, there is so much potential. Despite yeah, but... like honestly, it's one of those situations where uh the the restriction bre uh breeds innovation. Creativity. Yeah, innovation for yeah. sure. But uh yeah, we have an episode to talk about. It starts off, and we kind of, we we kind of get confirmed what we already talked about last episode with Matthew's decision to play his shot in the dark, which was a strategic move on his part to specifically not have to pick a side, which yeah. you know we kind of theorized could was a benefit of doing it, but we didn't really know if that was his intention or not yet. Um, but now we know that that was definitely the case. And thinking about Shot in the Dark as this sort of, like, removing yourself from the vote is really interesting. Because yeah. up to this point, we haven't had it used like that. Yeah, but... it, does, it does put you in a safer position if used strategically this way. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see like how often this can be pulled off without being labeled as like a a coward's move or something yeah yeah because that's that was my first thought is like when you know the first person that does it is like smart is using a mechanic in a new way that's like cool and interesting and people for the most part i don't think would like hold that against him especially if it's you know, he plays it off as sort of like, oh, I was just, you know, in survivor mode, like he says. Um, yeah. But there does come a situation where, like, as the meta shifts, as more people sort of use the shot in the dark less as a shot in the dark and more as a strategic move that, you know, 
maybe has the benefit of being safe if you want it or whatever. Um, people are going to start to, or the, the way I see it is once people understand how to use the shot in the dark as this sort of, uh, what's the word when you remove your, when you don't vote? Oh, uh, kind of, kind of like a, like a non-aggressive, a non-aggression kind of thing. Or... Yeah. Um, but once, uh, once people understand that they can do that, I feel like people are going to start doing that more, right? Maybe yeah. not a ton more, but more. And then it sort of loops back around to what you said, where when people do that, it's instead of it being a sort of safe option at a certain point, it feels like that would become the people would see that as you not working with them, you know? Yeah. So it loops back around to being like, if you play your shot in the dark in this way, people would probably pick up on that and be like, especially like not cool uh, at, at this particular tribal last week. There was a certain, like, underlying uh, kind of dynamic going on where it didn't really make sense to play it, but it still kind of did in a way. But if things aren't leaning in that direction whatsoever and you do that just to kind of, like, say, like, I'm not picking sides, it does kind of solo you out. On the other end of the scale. Yeah, and... because people want people that they can work with. And if your yeah. answer is always, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm out, I'm out of this, I'm not going to pick sides, then the both yeah. sides are going to look at you and say, okay, well, then we don't want to work with you. And then you're on the bottom of everyone. Yeah. So it's a two party system. If... If you think you are potentially, you know, Survivor's like a microcosm of society, you know? So true. (laughs) Honestly. No, but, uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you really aren't in risk of being the vote, and it's hard telling in this game, especially with the small tribes, um, but if you... If everybody on both sides kind of sees you as safe, or if even, like, you're already in the middle, like, not making a decision is honestly probably the worst thing you can do. So you do need some level of heat on you in order to make this work in the future. Yeah, if you have a reasonable doubt, you know, a reasonable enough doubt to argue that you played it for a reason then it's pretty okay uh the only other thing to like mention is that you still only get one right like the whole season one the whole season so that's also like a big thing because it's not like you can just do it every single vote and just be like oh i'm not picking sides you only get to do that once yeah, I'm waiting for the situation where everybody decides to use it in the same well, tribal right. and nobody ends up with a vote. So th- that's like the 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 meta shift, right? Because like I said, yeah. once people understand that they can do that, 
imagine there comes like a really close vote where everyone is sort of in the know, but doesn't really know where everyone else is, right? It's just one of those votes that's like really complicated and there's like, you know, a bunch of different ways it can play out depending on decisions that, you know, several people make. Yeah. What's stopping people from looking at that situation saying, this is way too hard to make a decision about, I'm just going to sit it out and then, you know, write out the, the results. And then what's stopping the next person from thinking the exact same thing. And then we get like, what's basically uh, a prisoner's dilemma of sorts as, as, yeah. <laughs> as sick of, uh, as Hold sick on. of it as Let we are <laughs> of <laughs> listening, of uh, talking about the, the damn prisoner's dilemma. It, it actually kind of is because when everyone's best option is to sit out the vote, right? Then everyone's going to do that. And then people are left with no votes or a tie or whatever, or, you know, the power shifting from the majority to a very, very small minority. And so it's just this really weird meta shift that this one like decision could lead to and maybe it won't be anything that grand but yeah but it's it, the first time we've seen it so for for the time being it is interesting seeing some level of power given to a previously deemed nearly unusable thing right beyond yeah beyond it's very obvious like one in six right it yeah, now has this which, extra strategy to it yeah it's it's called shot in the dark, but like if you're at that point, your odds are against you. Like it's not it's not gonna happen, you know. Right. It's yeah. It's on so it paper. Is, it is it's just interesting. Not worth it. Yeah, it is interesting seeing different utility come out of it. It's creative sure. at the very least, and I think that that is very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we saw Ratu return from Tribal, have their discussions, talk about that. Oh, yeah, Brandon is not happy. Yeah. Brandon is not happy with Kane. And Kane is kind of on the outs at this point. Um, We'll we'll touch on that later. But uh, after their little discussion, it moves on over to Soka Tribe. Uh, in their daily life shenanigans, <laughs> uh, Matt kind of opens up in the group and says that, you know, he's just recent. They're talking about their pets and stuff. And he's like, I've got the cutest dog. And he's just recently out of a relationship. And like, and he lost he, the dog. He lost the no, dog. bro. And it's a sad thing. But. But it opened the door for some more dynamics between Matt and Franny, which yeah, we talked Franny's about last week. Yeah, Franny's ears perk up at at yeah. this information. They they it shows a good amount of content with those two just goofing around, talking about his big long rod, dude. <laughs> it's so big and long. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they eventually realize that, like, hey, we're getting a little too close. 
to the point where it might hinder the game, but they still end up like coming back together over and over when they're trying not to. Yeah. And uh, he uh, Matt makes the description that they're like two big dorky magnets. Mm-hmm. They just keep getting sucked into each other every time. Oh, is that what they're calling it now? Yeah, the the dorky magnets. Yeah, it's very funny. I love Claire's reaction to the whole thing because, like, you know, Franny sort of mentions it to Claire that, like, oh, I know, you know, we're, like, hanging out all the time and, you know, we're going to try to, like, you know, I talked to her, we're going to try to, like, not be so attached. And Claire's like, no, 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 it's fine. And then cut to Claire, like, rolling her eyes and, like, yeah, just totally, I don't know, just enjoying the entertainment of uh, i guess just being like it's so like this is so ridiculous and then just not even trying to be like yeah maybe that's a good idea to not do it she's just like no go for it (laughs) because it'd be funny essentially so yeah claire is definitely the the like self-insert on on this trial (laughs) it's very fun to watch yeah Uh, this this dynamic it's cute I, I like it. I like it's those very, two a lot. It's very precious. I, it's I, wholesome. I hope they, they re- continue. I hope it doesn't ruin their game. Yeah, it will, though. But, but, we, we, but we've seen time and time again this kind of thing does, in fact, ruin people's game, unfortunately. Yeah. But maybe they come out of it with something more important than a million dollars. Maybe. We'll see. It remains to be seen. We're on episode two. We're still early in the season. That's the other thing. It's episode two. And it's they're still just so aggressive about about these <laughs> two. It's just it's easy to watch it and, you know, sort of think of it as like, oh, of course these two would like get together when you think about like the script writers, right? But then you yeah. realize it's been like what, five days? It's been less than a week yeah, at this I, point. I, I think they're on like yeah four at this point, and they're just so <laughs> egregious about <laughs> about their you know feelings, and it's like yeah, that is kind of crazy to think about. But hey, it, sometimes you just hit it off, and and that's okay. Yep. And then after some lighthearted flirting, we move on over to Tika. And they're all business, no play. They, they're they going, as a group, to hunt for this key to the birdcage. And yeah. uh, they end up in various situations. Carolyn ends up in a tree. And then she's stuck up in the tree because there's a snake blocking her way back down. Yeah. Carolyn is uh, wild. She She's a powerful character. But not Very... powerful enough for <laughs> a snake. <laughs> yeah, true. Very powerful. But, but despite the snake is her is her match. Yes. However, despite the the setback of of dealing with a snake in the tree, she still manages to find it. She still yeah. gets the key, which yep, is she does find the key later on. Again. We kind of already mentioned it, despite my my hesitation towards her, uh, both in the draft and in the first episode. Carolyn's powerful. She I don't is know very what powerful. it what it is exactly, but whatever yep. 
she wants to happen seems like it's gonna happen yep the the rest of the early episode plays out for some other idol hunting ratu thinks that there might be another idol out there now that brandon has played his right Uh, and then they start looking for it they start they're looking around for it kane in particular which uh does not bode well to matthew Mm -hmm. um but comes up empty for now uh and then soka is also searching for their key and Danny ends up finding it. Mm-hmm. And so we see two kind of similar stories being told out here between the Soka and the Tika tribes. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, where they both find the key. They both are going to keep it 100% secret. Mm-hmm. They both find an opening to go grab it when nobody's around. And they both hide the, they both put the bag back in the cage yeah, Carolyn, kinda... however, <laughs> not at first. She took the bag, and then when she was back at camp lying down, she was like, wait. It, like, clicked in her brain. Yeah. Right? They're like, it's gone. And then goes and, like, very, you know, rushes to, to put it back. And in her in her rushing, doesn't quite doesn't execute do a good job. Yeah. on making it a convincing return right yeah danny totally gets away with it. danny nails it either he did a really good job putting it back in there or nobody even looked very closely who knows yeah but nobody realized i think it was like claire and matt or claire and somebody just like you know it was like hey let's go check it out and they're like okay and then they go check it out you're like yep still there and then they walk away it's like Danny yep. just to- scot free, totally gets away with it. Carolyn, on the other hand, in very Carolyn fashion, I would say, stirs up yeah. unintentionally stirs up a lot of a lot of chaos around around this tribe. And the the funny thing is, uh, nobody really even put like everybody realized that oh this thing's been taken right nobody even at least in terms of the confessionals and the what we saw nobody really even thought to blame carolyn yeah which not is at all. hilarious yeah I and mean, it's just like i mean, will i promise we will talk about carolyn plenty later on but like she just is in that perfect spot where she's just weird enough that people don't they're not she's not on their radar right as like a threat and so when they're talking about like oh yeah we have like carson who i think is the first one to realize that it's something's up um in confessional was basically like yeah so as soon as we're you know talking about it i'm trying to read their their body language i'm trying to you know do blah 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 blah. i i studied this i'm yeah. in the fbi or whatever <laughs> and so he's like yeah yeah or jamie i'm totally fine he seems like concerned blah, blah blah uh you know sarah think you know seems like oh somebody else got it first so she's upset and blah 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 but helen Mm, she has her arms crossed blah blah yeah. blah i think she she's hiding something maybe it's yeah, not that 
she has it, but she's hiding something. <laughs> they're in this wacky little standoff, and they're all trying to psychoanalyze each other. And, and yeah, and it's like it's it's a triangle and, because then we yeah, cut to Sarah, or we cut to Helen, and Helen thinks it's Sarah, and I'm just like, and then what Sarah is going thinks on? it's it's Jam Jam, right? And it's just like it's it's just perfect, right? It's <laughs> it, it yeah. really is the the. You know that chess meme where it's like the smart kid not understanding why I'm beating him? Me, who's been eating all the pieces? It's basically that. <laughs> it's the rest of the... Carolyn's just hanging out, like, twiddling her thumbs with an idol in her pocket. The entire tribe's, like, just doing all of these simulations, the calculations, and, yeah, psychoanalyzing and, and everything. The funny thing is, Carolyn comes back from the beach, and Carson's like... Somebody got it. Carolyn, come look at the cage. And Carolyn's <laughs> like, oh, look. Yeah. Somebody got it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It, it, it's content. Quality content from this tribe this week. Yeah. It's just everything you, you could have wanted from from this this kind of idol. Yeah. Um, we move on to, to this episode's challenge. Uh, another three team challenge. It's kind of a, a race to the end. And then this like was a, a pretty big challenge. It was. And then there's like a skill puzzle at the end. Yeah. It was uh, the, the snake, the classic. Yep, I, I really liked the, the like climb up the wall, send one person up to cross the bridge that everybody else has to hold up for them. Yeah. And they lock cool. it into place. It felt like some kind of like, legend of zelda dungeon yeah it really does it it feels like like a yeah it feels like a co-op puzzle in in a video game right yeah it's very it's very cool (laughs) the the funny thing with the challenge also though is like it's so there's so many steps that Uh when tune and i were watching we couldn't help but laugh at just like Jeff kept going, right? Yeah. There's just like, you know, you run through this, you climb up this, and then there's a bridge, and then you go down the bridge, and you lock the bridge, and then and you it, go down, and then you go across, and then you go up, and then you, and then you, there's, a, there's a thing at the end. It's like one of those meme videos on YouTube where they, like, have those fake challenges where Jeff just keeps going on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and oh, then I've you swim, those. and then, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's so silly. This is where some of the controversy that I alluded yep. to comes back in. Oh, this is what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was going to bring this up. The The community feedback does not love the, like, solo finish on a group challenge like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it all basically rides on one person's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I kind of agree with them. It's... It's just kind of silly. Like, I I get the, like, two or three person puzzles. I, I don't hate it either that one person has to do the end. Like, it, you decided as a group who should go up there so that there's kind of, like, a decision-making aspect in it. But I don't know. So this was not at all what I thought we, we were going to talk about. But okay. I do think your point is totally valid because i also think about like uh the last episode where they had to do a big slide puzzle right yeah so that was like a good example where one person is still 
you know, quote unquote, controlling the puzzle part is but, to like solving the puzzle. But there's more people involved. Right, but there's they still have to move the puzzle. There's still a ton of like teamwork and communication, and there's like yep. beyond just knowing how to do a slide puzzle, you also have to consider that each move is so much longer than normal, right? So you have to, you like can't make mistakes. You can't, uh, you have to do it efficiently, right? So like that's a good example of a finishing puzzle where yeah. there's still teamwork. There's but it's still like one person solving it but there's teamwork so I, I totally agree with that the part that i've seen a lot of controversy about is the fact that matthew built this specific yeah. puzzle and then went up and just did it flawlessly and what also gets mentioned later by carson and i i think he actually mentioned it yeah like right episode. after uh, it's like, one of the two, yeah. Um, that he, you know, very... 3D printed <laughs> all of the puzzles from very, Survivor to yeah, practice them. Yeah, very astutely recognized that a lot of puzzles are reused. So he 3D prints them, you know, mini versions, and then, like, figures out how, how to solve them. And so this has led to a really big discussion about the... Problem the with reuse, yeah. The problem with reusing, assets. reusing puzzles, especially yeah. because there are with Survivor as a whole, there are plenty of things that a person, a contestant, is expected to practice to some level, right? Fire making, yep. You know, just general physique and stuff like that. Yep. Um of course, you know, slide puzzles, classic. But when the puzzles and the challenges aren't so accessible as things like that, you know, like mm -hmm. a slide puzzle that you can literally just find online, then it becomes this weird imbalance where people who have the resources, again, who else on this season has access to a 3D printer, right? Like maybe one or two of them, if that. Yeah. And so it just creates this really, like, lame situation where it's no longer somebody is good at puzzles. It's somebody has studied every single puzzle that's been on Survivor for when it shows up that one time in a challenge, right? Yeah. It's just unfair and uninteresting because it's, like, it's not fun to watch because... The entire challenge, you know, kind of going back to your original point, the entire challenge is just dictated by this puzzle, essentially. So when one mm -hmm. person just has a complete unfair advantage, then the entire rest of the challenge is invalidated and it, there's no tension to it because they just do it instantly, right? So it's not good for TV. And like I said, it's really unfair to the rest of the cast because people do not have the same resources and it's like i can't blame carson for using what he has i can't blame matthew for practicing right yeah but survivor challenges should not be dictated by things that are outside of the game essentially right yeah and you yep. know there's arguments to be made about like okay but what about physique and whatever but like really it's on 
survivor to make new things <laughs> to to make yeah. new things that where this advantage just can't exist and that's admittedly way easier said than done absolutely um, yeah but given that we are getting to this point where every single season has people that you know haven't just practiced puzzles that are similar but have literally studied the exact puzzles to the point where they can solve it instantly or you know a a uh, skill challenge that they just practice for hours and hours to the point where they can't mess up yeah it's, it's just not yeah th th there's been some very valid criticism uh in counter to that it it, it would be very very wasteful to cut out these insanely random shapes of wood that can't be used for anything else, you know, for every yeah. single season. So it it's kind of like a balancing game, like how often you need to introduce things, how often you need to reuse things. But I think there are better ways to go about this sort of to traverse this kind of uh, environment where people now are trying to prepare for everything before they get out there. Mm -hmm. um, so you can reuse some things and introduce new things, but there just needs to be a balance. And uh, we're just not really finding that here in the last few seasons for sure, which is, I, I think which is this, the problem. Uh, I think this argument has been like slowly snowballing and it yeah. it really came to a head on this episode. For for sure, for sure. It's definitely something that's like come up several times, but it's been generally really minor things. Yeah. Um I think the the other recent one was um in 41, I think Evie had like the the pyramid puzzle just locked down, right? Yeah. And Granted, that puzzle's, like, way simpler, um, uh -huh. but, yeah, I, I do agree with your point that, ultimately, it's not about just having, not it's not about just always having new challenges every single season, because that's literally impossible, right? And yeah. even with, like, this situation, I've uh, praised, like, the, the challenges and, and stuff like that for being, you know, new and interesting. It's just that when they hinge on something that's reused, then that's a problem. So really, it does come down to having enough variation that it's just completely unreasonable for a person to really have all of them down, right? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, when there's, you know, let's say 20 different, you know, finishing puzzles, that's pretty reasonable to get the hang of with you know how much time you have to just do it as a fan and then do it to prepare when you're going on to the season um so but but if it was like 200 which is obviously absurd but like you know somewhere in between there it just becomes unrealistic for a person to create and practice all of those and also have the mental capacity to actually remember all of them on yeah you know in the moment so it just comes down to yeah finding that balance where people can still like practice some things 
but ultimately the benefit kind of loses its its power when the likelihood that you just never see the stuff that you practiced is pretty high right where where i think they could have made an interesting change on this on this challenge specifically at the the very last obstacle with the snake in the ball put two people up there one person on each handle mm. might make it easier might make it harder who knows yeah and that and that's uh but now it's much more similar to the slide puzzle one where there's still like a ton of communication right i yeah. like that i think ultimately so i guess honestly or put, honestly put the that's person a really good I, that's a really good thought because or leave it one person but blindfold them and have somebody else tell them how much to move their hands right uh, i think that'd be really hard though <laughs> that does sound really hard for this one specifically but i do think you make a good point that really what needs to happen isn't necessarily that the puzzles and the the like finishing challenges or whatever they don't necessarily need to change what they are or add like a bunch of variation um, you can just change how they're performed right because and that you can't can, practice that also, the snake with two people yep and that also goes back to that first criticism that i said where it's like it's only one person hinging the whole challenge on mm-hmm. uh that also solves that by having more people from the tribe involved so yeah it's a win-win yeah no i actually totally agree with that i think ultimately that's what needs to happen and that's a bit and harder it could very well make it easier who knows yeah maybe but you even... ha- maybe you have to extend the snake or something maybe um but the point being is that it like solves the main issue. Even if it makes yeah. it easier, it be it still be more fun to watch because yeah. when you know that like all three teams could do it, then it's just about who doesn't make an easy mistake or who does it the fastest. Yeah. And there's tension there. Um, but yeah, ultimately, because variation seems like it's the harder solution. If they can just adjust them in creative ways to make it impossible to practice, then that like totally solves the problem, right? Because like yeah. doing the snake with two people, even if you practice it with two people, your communication You're not gonna with be that there person with the same person yeah. is going to be completely different, right? Yeah, and so like that just you know totally throws you know the practice is still helpful to an extent, but it's just not anywhere near the same puzzles are harder because when the puzzles are so complicated they are just inherently difficult and it's really hard to complicate that even further um but i think i think we're on the right track with with uh, our you know armchair solution to (laughs) something that's very you know much more complicated than we will treat it but i I, we're right the people that do it for their jobs all year are wrong yeah of course listen to us (laughs) yes um but i still think i like the idea i like i like the idea that we have going send it out jeff probst you listen to rng show so true so true (laughs) um but yeah, so that's what I was thinking when we were talking about the controversy is like the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, that whole thing. Yeah, they're related. It's kind of two faceted. 
yeah both for, for valid sure, for criticisms sure. and yeah both that i've seen throughout the community on twitter uh and it, and you know twitter tends to blow things up a little more than what you would think but or more than the internet yeah. having a knee-jerk reaction to a really relatively inconsequential thing yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah. what you're talking about it's more likely than you'd believe yeah. <laughs> well so ratu because of matthew's preparedness they finish first Mm-hmm. Soka finishes second, which they were the first person to, or the first uh, tribe, rather, I believe, to the final puzzle. Yeah. And Josh was kind of struggling on it. Dude, and then I, the, my... but it did make it kind of interesting seeing like a the head to head at the end. Yeah, for sure. My guy Josh can just, it's just not. I don't know. Was, I know nothing struggling. about him. <laughs> but <laughs> like... but he he did he did hit the finish line and secure the second place he did for get Soka. There. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this Tika. also uh, puts a very slight damper on our Soka just dominating challenge prediction. But... Yeah. I, I think that's more so as in, like, they lose the least people rather than most like first place because i think first and second you still technically kind of win you know yeah that's that's true but we'll let we'll let the others judge that when they return Mm -hmm. um but yeah so tika goes to or has to prepare for tribal and interestingly in a twist in a turn of events that i did not expect Carson is like running the game. Maybe maybe running the game's the wrong wrong way to put he, it. He's in the position of power. Yeah. Because yeah. there are two strong duos that are there. So he's kind of in the middle of that and sees it all play out. So we when we get back to start their discussions, we see Sarah, Carson, and Helen all talking and they're like, Alright, we're a strong three uh, yeah, we this... have to go into this together, but Sarah's like, I have no vote. Mm-hmm. So they petitioned to bring in Jam Jam. Well, yeah. Jam Jam, he, he's he's strong in an alliance with Carolyn at this point. Yep. And immediately goes and narks on them. Like, <laughs> well, they're pushing for you, so we're going to return the favor, push back on them. So, and that leaves... Carson Carson right, right in, the, in middle. the middle. Yeah. And it's it's this is an interesting situation because the Sarah Carson Helen trio is what makes the most sense to me, right? If you yeah. gave me one the- guess what three what group of three from this tribe would become like a, a solid alliance, it would be these three. It's the yeah. three youngest, they very very logical. Yeah, very, very three very strategic. smart strategic players and you know seems like they do get along you know totally fine and then on the other hand we have this really we have these big personalities these like wacky characters of jam jam and carolyn on the other side you know much older than carson um but surprisingly still seems very like 
close with him, you know, like the way, you know, before we have like any kind of indication, the way the three of those, the three of them talk to each other is like also very interesting because Carson seems to get on like great with them too, which I probably, I definitely wouldn't have expected going into this. Um, no, for sure. But it's, it's again, very surprising because I had very low expectations of Carson, but to see Carson like manage both very different relationships is really cool. And I think he's played very, very clean in that regard. And the other thing to consider is that because he knows that Jam Jam is not interested in the, in in flipping on, on Carolyn, um, Carson knows that if he votes with Sarah and Helen, then they're guaranteed a tie. And then the, you know, presumably it would come down to Jam Jam and Carson hashing it out, trying to decide, right? Like well, we, we've I'm had in the sure previous seasons. Well, I'm not sure that Carson is aware that Sarah has no... I thought she told them. Or is, oh, she didn't tell them. She just wanted to have four just in case is yeah. how she presented it. Okay, okay. So he doesn't know, but as I've seen some people sort of like theorize... um because she did mention that she risked her vote and didn't know if she would have it yet, that he still could have been suspicious that she didn't have it, right? Or, you know, at least considered the chance that she goes to tribal and finds out that she doesn't have a vote, right? Very true. Um, So... And if they go back to tribal... uh, Well, we'll, I'll talk about this after tribal, actually. Yeah, Um, yeah. But, yeah, so as they're walking to Tribal, we have a cool little confessional from Carson talking about how how he, how he is in this position right in the middle where one side makes sense, one side's a little crazy, you know? Uh, he has, <laughs> like, the angel and devil on his shoulders, and uh, it's a very cool analogy, and uh, the whole, the whole Tribal kind of hinges on him. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing, one thing I want to really get into before we just, you know, before tribal itself is that I have completely changed my mind on Carolyn after, after the draft. And even during episode one, I literally said to tune while we were watching, I was like, I would hate her. You know, if I was on the yeah. island, I would hate her so much. This episode completely changed on. I am yeah. fully on board with Carolyn as yeah, as I'm, a I'm player the, and, a char- the, and a character. I am on the Carolyn train as well. I think she's great. Because, like, for how... I sort of alluded to this, but, like, for how wild and wacky she is on the surface... She knows what she's doing. She yeah. has this weird, like, self-awareness that I did not expect, right? Because, like, yeah. when Carson's talking to them and being like, like, hey, I'm totally on your side. Like, I want to do this. She just, like, falls she on the, falls ground, the ground and is, like, playing yet. in the leaves. And then she gets up and, like, throws the leaves over her shoulder. And she's like, and I'm, she's not, just like I'm not normal. I'm not normal. <laughs> Carson's like, yeah, what are you doing? She's like, I'm not normal. And I was just like, 
I'm sold. I'm actually yeah. completely sold on on yes. Carolyn. Yes. Last week we talked a lot of crap about her, but this week I love her. Yeah. No, I've completely like. I'm sold. I'm totally yeah. sold. She's great. Yeah. She she's fantastic. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> going into tribal, the other thing that really sold me on her. It's kind of skipping ahead because, but nothing in the tribal I think was too too important yeah um she the fact that she doesn't play her idol speaks like volumes to me about who she she is proved herself as like a smart player of this game even though she portrays somebody who like isn't all there right in terms of like the the gameplay mechanics at play yeah she and this goes back to like why she got drafted so high is because uh she has played that roblox survivor (laughs) you know it all goes back to the roblox i should have known it does i she knows what she's doing because of roblox because here's the other funny thing is that like the closest comparison i have to carolyn as like a player and a person is marianne the other person who had this really like big crazy personality and also very very smart and aware behind that you know yeah and also she was also the gamer she played the online survivor games right not in roblox but you know same idea and so like there's this really really clear direct parallel between those two and as as we know it worked out pretty well for for marianne very true very true so you know that isn't to say i think carolyn's just like set to win or anything like that i think it would be amazing but I think she has a lot of potential beyond just being like a really fun character. She she can play the game for sure. And Absolutely. I like I dude, who else could have made Survivor break the fourth wall frame one? Yeah. Right? Like that's crazy. Very very yeah, going back to that at the beginning of the first episode. Literally it's... the f- Frame one is just opening cold open on Carolyn is like this has never happened before. I, I I don't know what they're what they're trying to imply here. Hopefully hopefully it's not too telling. Uh but we'll, that remains to be seen. Yeah, but like I very interesting. I've learned over the past couple seasons, past few seasons I guess, that tr- I uh, we as a group cannot read and edit for garbage. Yeah, no, for sure. We're <laughs> and, awful at it. And so I've just accepted that I can try to theorize, but ultimately I am just here for the ride. And I think yeah. Carolyn is going to really like... She's the conductor of that ride. Yeah, she's really going <laughs> to like encompass that. Where... Yeah. Maybe she has the sickest, most insane winner edit of all time where frame one, you know, 
she's talking directly to the producer. She breaks the fourth wall and basically just says, I am more powerful than anyone here, including the producers. Yeah. And just goes on to win the game. Or maybe she's just a really fun character. And honestly, I could not tell you which I, which one I, is more I, likely. And I'll be happy to watch either of them. It, exactly. I am like just... I could not be happier with how fun this season feels like it's gonna be right like yeah. with the the cast or like first impressions weren't great but with like you know carolyn and jam jam on tika and carson like playing the game really well and then yeah. soka with the the romance like the rom-com tribe right this season is just so fun already and like and i'm it. i'm very surprised i think the yeah gameplay i think carson played well i think the gameplay overall in this in this episode is solid but not nothing like crazy not, yeah um so i i am not holding out too much hope for super insane gigabrain five head gameplay yeah. But I do think it's going to be one of the most entertaining seasons in yeah. recent memory. I think, I think this season will just be very fun. Uh, I honestly don't see any of these people winning, but somebody's <laughs> right? got to win. Right? Isn't like that's that's like part of what's so fun, right? Yeah. Because like the there, best. There's just so many characters and it's so fun yeah like the the best like winner read i got is like matthew but even that's like very very yeah like iffy but yeah like (laughs) i don't i i don't know if i would prefer a season where it feels like anyone could win or a season where nobody should win (laughs) you know but this definitely feels like the latter and i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be fun and maybe, maybe I'm just, all right, right. We also have a tribal to talk about. Maybe I'm just yeah. like huffing big copium because my team is getting gunned down. Yes, <laughs> like, it is, yeah. Absolutely eviscerated. But honestly, I'm, I'm okay with that. Again, yeah. now that I'm on the Carolyn, the Carolyn train, I'm okay with losing my entire tribe to her. Right. If just, yeah. if that just ha- happens to be the case, um, well, I mean, Sarah doesn't have a vote again next time, and no, she does. Om- she does because she th- she pulled the she she got the advantage. Who lost two? Matt. Matt lost two. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so Sarah's Sarah's good to go. She has the um yeah. the inheritance advantage, but she's but she's I on guess, the bottom. Yeah, essentially on the bottom, even though she couldn't vote. So we'll we'll see what happens with that if they go back to tribal pre-merge. Yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, Helen very... gets voted out. <laughs> That's like the the yeah. big thing. Helen was my first pick. So So you, now now sucks. Fred has lost first and second, <laughs> and second draft pick. pick. Yeah, I uh, Honestly, I I mentioned this to Tune while we were watching or after we, after we finished. It makes sense that this is happening to me. Yeah. Because I drafted like it was a regular season. I drafted the way I normally would. This season is not that. As we have very clearly established, I completely underestimated the power of 
the characters, right? I drafted like a normal person when I should have drafted like soaring, <laughs> you know, like yeah. if, if we had to, you know, compare the two, I draft very in very consistent ways, right? Very predictable ways. Right. And it's as very, we, as I proved on the draft. episode. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm committed to that because that's just how I am. Right. I, yeah am drawn to certain people and certain like characteristics and i'm just going to draft those people and if 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 people are outliers to that they just kind of feel unsafe even though they might be some of the best characters on the seat right and so yeah i am very confident in my drafting most of the time as we saw last season with how insanely cracked my draft was right and that's like an example of that strategy and thought process working out but soaring on the other hand drafts like a maniac i literally <laughs> have never been able to predict this man's like first two picks ever no. ever and this is like the season for that to pop off right picking yeah. matthew and carolyn matthew the one who's gonna lose an arm and carolyn the like seemingly insane person as your first two picks is crazy to me, but those are like arguably the two best people to have right now. Yeah. And so it's, it's just it's, like, it's doing numbers. It is doing numbers. And so like, it's just a perfect example of like a chaotic season rewards a chaotic draft. And therefore my really like safe, solid picks get thrown out because that's just not, that's not the game we're playing here. So moving on over to the spreadsheet to talk about our teams, our wait, draft picks. Wait, wait, sorry, one, one, one last thing before tribal. They are moving the pieces. So oh, yes, on so the on the chessboard. The where chess, they vote. yeah. Uh, the as soon as we got a you know full view of that chessboard in episode one, the chess nerds, of course take the position and like see what's up with it. It's a, it's a, it's a famous one. I think I do not remember all the details, but it's like a, it was, it's a real game that was played between like two, you know, famous players um, that happened to have, that happened to have seven uh, mate in 17. Right. Yeah. So mate in 17, 17 votes every tribal they move a piece until the very last you know vote per, you know the the finale votes where it would be mate presumably and i yeah. think that's hype as hell like that is really cool yeah i i cannot remember anything remotely like this in survivor where it's just like very, this weird, really specific attention to detail. Yeah, very cool behind the scenes attention to detail that the the regular viewer won't even really care about, but the like the in the know viewer will be very excited about. Yeah, will really appreciate it. It's me. I'm the nerd. <laughs> but like <laughs> I I thought the whole like night medieval gimmick was going to be kind of weird because it felt like they were like over forcing it but seeing how much like actual care they put into like the set 
and the little things like that. I, 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 for how like unexcited I probably should be about the season with like how the, how the fantasy is going, how bad the strategy has been, et cetera, et cetera. I have not been this like genuinely excited to just like watch watch Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Well, now yeah. <laughs> on the that other you've end, <laughs> lost your second player yep. in a row. Yep. Moving on over to the spreadsheet, yep. the scores for the week. Yeah. So let's bringing... take that excitement that I have and just crush <laughs> just it. Crush and just it into the stomp ground. It. <laughs> stomp it. Stomp it till it's gone. Bringing around the the bottom of our weekly score. Uh, Fred ends up with six points. Yeah. He gets his episode points. Uh, Josh is on the one of the teams that one won reward. the reward and immunity. Yep. Got second place, so he gets six. slightly less points than, yep. than first. Uh, so and that's six literally points it. to Fred. Uh, moving on to the next highest is Toon, who, in a pretty similar situation, but he has his whole tribe, so he gets points for episode and franny and kane were on winning teams in the challenge so they get some points mm-hmm. uh similar situation for me as well uh with 17 uh but all four of my players matt claire brandon and heidi were on winning teams so they all four players got me some extra points which was nice but then soaring popped off this Crushed week. Crushed it. Uh, where he had three players on the challenge winning teams, but then he also had Carolyn and Danny, and Danny, who both found or both found the keys and got the idols out yep. of the bird cages. So that's and, huge points. And Carolyn also got voted, got vote, got a vote, was just one point. vote. Yeah, uh, got a vote at Tribal, which adds another point. So that gives Soaring 26 points this week. Yeah, a uh, huge c- boost. Yeah, kind of similar situation that I was last week, but maybe even like a leap above that. A small one, but still a, li- a little uh, a little distance between him and his and the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, so going over to the totals uh, leaves us in a dead tie at yeah, the so bottom this is, with Fred and Toon. <laughs> this is just a funny situation. Because the points are kind of crazy to me. The fact that me and Toon are perfectly tied for last, of course, <laughs> uh, at 30. And then you and Soaring are within one point of each other. Yep. Uh, Soaring did uh, hop up over me in points by one this by week. By exactly one. Uh, uh, and he's at 53 and I'm at 52. Yeah, so really, the the line is being very clearly drawn here where me me and Toon, you know, in the race, sort of, he, he walks up to me, handshakes, and then keeps going as I fumble my way <laughs> forward. <laughs> over and over and then you and soaring have like an actual competition going yeah we're we're at a dead sprint but uh it it's still early we could we could fizzle out and 
either of you guys could come in from behind who knows yeah there is always the redraft right yep the redraft giveth and the redraft taketh away exactly as so really my situation is horrendous it's absolutely atrocious half of my team is gone and nobody else is missing anyone it's like the worst start you could possibly have but there's a redraft correct so there's always a chance so yeah uh 30 30 52 53 is where we leave the points after episode two yeah all in all very fun week very fun episode yeah Uh, i feel much better about this episode than the first um again kind of surprisingly given that i lost the first in, in both but the gameplay felt more coherent characters are and like storylines are really starting to develop and get kicked off um it's just it's very exciting and i'm i'm here for the ride well hashtag uh, carolyn sweep carolyn sweep baby must go well anyway i think that about wraps it up for the week unless you have anything else to say i don't think so we should go back and forth for the outro i think that would be cute Alrighty. Uh, if you want to check out the other episodes, go to rngshow.com. Thanks, Zoe, for editing editing this episode, as always. Uh, thank you to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. If you want to see the spreadsheet, check out rngshow.com slash 44. It's very pretty. We've made some changes since the last one. Changes that confuse me, but regardless. Or you can click the link in the show notes and check it out there and that is all we have for you we will see you next week for another hopefully very fun episode of survivor season 44 yeah goodbye thanks for listening see you later